Self-driving cars have been part of our imagination and technological aspirations for a long time. Now that they are here, the question is not if their features are ready for us, but if we are ready for them. My name is David Orban, and this is The Context, Season 04, Episode 05. Over 10 years ago, the Department of Defense of the United States organized a contest for cars to drive over 100 miles without a driver across a desert terrain and a lot of challenges. The first edition of the contest was a complete failure. Uh, the cars couldn't uh, uh, even progress for the first few miles uh, before um, succumbing to uh, the adversities of the terrain. Uh, the second was better and at the third edition uh, it was really a triumph. A specific team led by Sebastian Trun won the contest and was welcomed by Google uh, to lead the self-driving car initiative within the group that uh, uh, became X, the laboratory for the moonshot projects at Alphabet. Since then, over the course of the next uh, 10 years, many teams have invested billions of dollars from Uber to uh, the Google self-driving car project, which then became Waymo, uh, to Tesla, and many, many others, in order to deliver on the ambitious project of creating and then spreading all over the world cars that didn't require a driver. Regulators have uh, issued a somewhat arbitrary and relatively useful uh, set of uh, uh, guidance uh, reference instructions. For example, that there used to be, there has to be um, a series of uh, autonomy levels, uh, whether the car is level one, two, three, four, or five uh, autonomy, where the uh, first levels are merely uh, lane keeping, uh, assisting the driver. Level four means that uh, the driver is actually not needed, but still has to be in the car. And level five is when the car uh, doesn't actually require a driver anymore. Currently, and many of you may not even realize, there are already level five autonomous cars on public roads in the world. Not everywhere, but there are. And this is an important point of principle because a lot of people have maintained the dogmatic position that this would never be achieved. Well, never say never. And indeed, in Phoenix, Arizona, 
you can now uh, summon a self-driving car, climb on board, and there will be no one else but you. You will be sitting in the back and the car will bring you on its own to your destination, as if it were a taxi cab of the past decades, but there is no taxi driver. So, of course, Phoenix, Arizona is a very specific location. It very seldom rains, it never snows, uh, the urban grid is uh, very regular, uh, and Waymo invested a lot of money in mapping the city at a very high resolution, and it is constantly updating the map so that the car is aided by this high-resolution knowledge, digital knowledge about the world, and is able to compare that knowledge with the reality that its sensors are acquiring. The reason why it matters that this car or this service exists, because it will never be worse every day, every month, every year, it will only get better, both from Waymo as well as other providers. Tesla is expected to release their full self-driving software upgrade shortly. First, to a set of beta customers, and then to an ever-growing number of people, to the point where, in a year or two, it will release what it calls the Tesla network, its own fleet of self-driving autonomous cars, which uh, will be available uh, for a, a single trip uh, to be rented by anyone hailed as if it were a taxi cab. And many others will follow. The self-driving car is not a dream anymore. It is a reality of our society today. So, it is time, it is urgent, that we not only think about the technological hurdles that can make this a reality, but the sociological and regulatory hurdles that either can make the spreading of self-driving cars much slower than otherwise it could be, or actually generate a lot of unexpected side effects that, if we are not able to foresee, can actually um, slow down even further or reverse this important technological development. Why are self-driving cars so important? The most important factor is the ability to eliminate human suffering. All over the world, more than a million people die every year in car accidents. And the vast majority of these accidents is due to human error. If we are able to have cars drive themselves and 
progressively eliminate human drivers, the source of these errors will be eliminated and it is expected that the vast majority of these accidents will not happen. Hundreds of thousands and soon millions of people, without even realizing, will not have to die in car accidents. And even when someone doesn't die, there are tens of millions of people who suffer very disruptive, very painful uh, disabilities due to the accidents and the uh, possibility of their full recovery is not at all guaranteed. Those will be avoided as well. And as a consequence, the moral calculation of accelerating the rollout of self-driving cars is, in this respect, absolutely clear. Now, what can make individuals and society the hurdle for the rollout of self-driving cars? When the first um, cars were introduced in urban streets or the omnibuses, the trams uh, that preceded them, well, we realized pretty soon that uh, the cities were not ready. People were not ready. It used to be the case, somewhat ridiculously, looking at it from uh, our current observation point, that a person would walk in front of the tram, the omnibus, with a flag alerting the others that this strange thing was coming so that they wouldn't panic, they wouldn't behave strangely, they wouldn't put themselves in danger. Is someone like that going to be necessary for self-driving cars as well? We have developed over the course of many decades uh, instincts towards how we have to behave in front of cars driven by humans. We, for example, realize that there is a very natural reaction time below which the driver cannot go, even if we have the right of way on pedestrian crossings. If the incoming car is close enough, we are not going to uh, commit suicide involuntarily by stepping off the curb under the false assumption that the human driver is going to be able to brake in time without hitting us. Now, similar but different reflexes and behaviors will be absolutely needed with self-driving cars, going to be um, more and more frequently among us in the cities. There is a constant communication between drivers and pedestrians and among drivers themselves. Uh, when you cross um, the eyes with, with someone and uh, you signal them, either, either with a nod or with your hand, that indeed you let them pass. Or you flash your headlight 
uh, or you uh, move the car just a little bit. All these rich components of uh, non-verbal, non-textual communication are uh, enhancing our ability to negotiate and navigate modern urban traffic. Almost all of this is unavailable, unaccessible, inexpressible by self-driving cars. So we will have to understand how to communicate with this strange, alien, artificial intelligence that is going to be soon living together with us on planet Earth. We will have to be able to understand their intended behavior. And it is going to be quite important because it doesn't matter if we uh, are right, misinterpreting what they are about to do is going to be quite dangerous, equally dangerous as if we misinterpreted the intention of a human driver. Now, self-driving cars, of course, can be cautious. They can even be extra cautious. They can be excessively cautious, for example, in respecting uh, speed limits. But if everyone on the highway is going 10 miles faster than the speed limit, suddenly finding in front of you a car that is respecting the speed limit to the digit can be dangerous too. You have to brake and the car behind you have, has to brake and the self-driving car without intending to, without even realizing, could cause an accident by following the law to the letter. So, will we have to train self-driving cars to break the law if necessary? If everyone else, thousands of cars on the highway are breaking the law because they are going 5-10 miles more than the speed limit, will the self-driving car have the freedom to do the same? And if we do, will we start examining other laws and progressively teach the self-driving car what laws to obey and what laws to disobey? Are we going to train a specialized AI to be rebellious? Society has to get ready. Self-driving cars are here. Individuals, communities, regulators will find themselves with an alien artificial intelligence in desperate need to communicate and to understand its needs, our intentions, its objectives, our goals, and lives will depend and the future of humanity will depend on our ability to achieve this. Thank you very much for following this episode of The Context. If you like what you uh, have heard, you can support The Context as well as all my other activities by becoming a supporter or a sponsor or a benefactor on patreon.com slash 
David Orman. See you at the next episode.